Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. April 12, 2021. Grilled cheese sandwiches. Ancient Egyptian cities that might be built by aliens. Finding Dark Sky. All the money. And LeVar Burton. This is awesome today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily podcast. Or, it might be part of a double-blind study conducted by the CIA, effectively an extension of old mind control studies like MKUltra. If you don't like it, please continue to listen anyway, so that our data gathering is not compromised. Hi. Good evening. Well, and good morning. Good morning. Good evening as we record. And good morrow. I'm feeling, uh, yes, and good morrow. <laughs> Milady. Perhaps uh, we should start recording at night. I, that's when I get invigorated. I can't. Yeah. So last two two out of the last three nights, there was one night of respite in between. Mm-hmm. I was up until four one night, and then I think three three thirty last night. I just I come alive at night, and I'm yeah. all busy minded, and I can't. You get like your second or maybe third wind in the middle of the night. Something all at the expense of. My professional behavior. <laughs> well. I myself am long since asleep when that happens. Aren't I? Yes. Well, it is Monday, so happy Monday to happy you. Happy Monday. And keep in mind, Monday episodes right now are Meg Meg's. doing the research, producing, um, and me just being a slap ass. So mm-hmm. that's... I fully lean into that. You are still the uh, producer behind the scenes who gets everything uploaded, titled, all the things in. Does that make me executive producer? No, the executive producer would never muddy their hands with that kind of work. Executive producer has the, has like more big picture responsibility. So I'm like the last, like the real fine print. Yes. So-and-so was a, in quotes, producer. (laughs) Got it. I just need to know where I stand. 
technical producer. Technical producer. Technically a producer. <laughs> um, so, that being said, according to Meg, one of the most important days of the entire calendar, calendar year. That's right, it's today. Brace yourselves. It's not the winter that's coming. It's the grilled cheese sandwich. Yes. It is National Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day. Yes. I believe... I recently saw Awesome Shell, and yes. I cannot remember if someone else has brought this up in the past. Maybe it was her. Maybe she's just very patiently been bludgeoning us with a grilled cheese sandwich in the Facebook group um, that has jelly on it. Yes. So it's more. We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment, because I put the actual suggestion she made in these notes. Oh, okay. Uh, but she did that because, I mean, spoiler Today's National Grilled Cheese Day, but the entire month of April... It's Grilled Cheese Month? It's Grilled Cheese Sandwich Month. Well, I suppose that makes sense. Of course, everyone knows the Grilled Cheese Sandwich dates back to ancient Rome. Antiquity! Ancient Rome! They had to make grilled cheese sandwiches. They had no way to keep the cheese from yes. going bad, or the bread from molding. Well, certainly. It was either that... Or use it in liturgical services, and they were very much against Christianity mm -hmm. and ancient Rome. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, all but the small portion who seemed to just line up for the entertainment of the masses of right. the Colosseum, sure, eaten yes. by lions and whatnot. Yeah. In any event, a form of the grilled cheese called the croquet, croquet, what? Croque monsieur. Croque monsieur. Yes. That's French. I don't have a good. I'm not a good French reader. I can read the more guttural dialects decently well, but the French, it's too fancy. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, they made they made one around the, the turn of the 20th century is when they kind of got all cheesy about their grilling. Mm -hmm. um, but it took all the way until the 1920s when the modern grilled cheese sandwich would be invented. Now... Don't let me forget, uh, i got to come back to a thing on that. Oh, okay. Um, so what happened during the 20s? Well, well, first of all, prohibition. <laughs> yeah, first of all, prohibition. And people are like, I don't know, maybe if, if we age this <laughs> cheese long enough, we can catch a buzz off of it. Because this sobriety bullshit's killing me. Um, the, the modern grilled cheese sandwich really owes its existence to two other fantastic discoveries, uh -huh. yes. which is often the case. Uh, somebody will discover something. It's, it's typically somebody using it in the aftermath for something that wasn't originally intended right. definitively that makes it magic. Right. Uh, hence, the original inventor gets paid jack squat, That's and the guy that comes along gets paid a nickel a sandwich or whatever, right? That's right. That's how it usually rolls. So... It was, it was a few years earlier, around 1914, the Kraft Brothers. Uh -huh. Oh, indeed, the Kraft Brothers. Brings, K -R a, brings a tear to my eye. K-R-A-F-T. K-R-A-F-T. we're talking about, yes. Um, yeah, not to be confused with the Koch Brothers. Right, um, that is confusing. Yeah, or the Corsican Brothers. There's a lot of brothers mm. out there. Mm -hmm. um, but the Kraft Brothers, yeah. Their, their company opened up its first cheese plant in Illinois. A cheese plant? Let's oh, stop and yeah. let that sink in. Yeah. Cheese plant. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, 
that's the only thing, like the, the dairy that my dad worked at. Yeah. I think the only thing they didn't make dairy-wise, seemingly, was uh, cheese. But he had a good friend that he'd worked with years before that had gone to Wisconsin and worked at a cheese factory there. And I think I've told this story before. Uh, they told everybody as they came in, eat as oh, much yeah, yeah, cheese yeah. as you want. And he, yes. He ate himself into an impacted bowel oh, in the yeah. emergency room and all good that. Times. So, yeah, watch out, Kraft Brothers. Yes. Um, you're not so crafty now, are you? So they, they produced a cheese that was simple. It was cheap. It could easily be mass-produced. Um, I'm sure the French were just livid with what the Kraft Brothers dared, dared <laughs> to call cheese. Yes. But they, they'd come up with this. Now, some people, including anyone of French heritage, yes. uh, they disparaged it. Uh -huh. They called it rat cheese. Rat cheese. But it was pretty popular. Um, popular you know. amongst the people and, to be fair, amongst rats and mice. As well, we've, indeed. We've caught a fair number of mice in our house using... We have. Sliced. Spreadable American cheese. Peanut. Spreadable cheese yeah. as well. They yeah. love the peanut butter. They, they love the peanut butter. Can't turn the peanut butter down. I once went two and a half years, I think, straight with the same little pat of dried up crusty peanut butter inside of a trap. They couldn't just when they... Just when they get the little mousy lips close to it, bam, and they're gone. Yeah, we use the electric yeah. mouse killer. Yeah, so it's more like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't. I didn't want anyone thinking that we were reusing a spring trap because right. that I would be those. horrifying. I usually trap myself. It hurts. Yes. Um, so another thing happened. So Kraft Brothers got their rat cheese going, and then Otto Frederick Rowetter. He's, it's a name. That's a mouthful and of a name. Anybody with a name like that deserves to be the one who created the bread slicer. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Sliced it for you. You didn't have to. No longer did you have this. What kind of bullshit sandwich is this? One of these slices is like three finger, fingers thick and the other one looks like it's a, a lace doily. Who did this? That's, Who made this sandwich? That's how I slice bread, if we're being honest. It's it's not easy to slice evenly. No. So thank you, Otto, for that. This made distribution of white bread easier, more affordable. Everybody could get on board, and that's really when that's really when an invention kicks ass is when it's something for the masses. For the masses, and also allowed someone to coin the phrase "greatest thing since yeah. sliced bread." Right. Right. Nobody says, hey, it's the greatest thing since rat cheese. <laughs> no But they says do that. say it about yes. the bread. Yeah. Um, and I think also, and I'm making this up a little bit, kind of, but not really. Mm -hmm. um, just as a, a final addendum to when an invention goes big, it's when the masses are given access to something that was previously restricted. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it was an instance where only the wealthiest of people could afford to hire somebody that could cut two identically thick slices Ooh, of bread. Yeah. And so they had all the good sandwiches. They had the and good ones. Everybody else is like, oh, I got you now, rich boy. Yep. Move over. Otto's here. <laughs> yeah. So being able to use inexpensive white bread, inexpensive rat cheese, from the Kraft Brothers. Other people might call it American cheese. Yeah, I, it's rat cheese. I, I like that better. Okay. Um, some people think Americans are rats. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, right? Yes. Nobody cares what the Canadians say anyway. Oh. Was it them? I don't I know. Don't think no so. offense, they're Canadians. Way, they're way too nice to say that. Well, they say it, but then they apologize. Oh, like okay. it never happened. Yeah, this is how I understand it. Uh -huh. um, so, yep. Cheap sandwich. Easy. Grilled cheese. Ready to go. And because... 
these sandwiches were so affordable and so easy. Guess who jumped on board? Well, I happen to know who did though. the U.S. Navy. Notice yes. I said jumped on board. That was a oh, real that was good. play on board. They jumped on the boat. Um, and so what happened then? U.S. sailors were eating these all during World War II. Mm -hmm. it, oh, it whetted their appetite for it so that when they came home, they were like, Mom, I'm home. I'd really like a grilled cheese sandwich and I have a venereal disease. <laughs> Whatever order you want to process that in, just let's get to making a grilled cheese sandwich. Stat. Yes. Okay. Um, 1949, then, Kraft produced the first Kraft single. Yeah. Mm. And by 1965, they were available in supermarkets all over the all over the good land. Yep. Everywhere. Yeah. Before long, just about everyone was making grilled cheese sandwiches for their kids, for themselves. For random passers-by, yep. uh, if it goes stale, you can play Frisbee with it. Sure. It's multi-purpose. Uh, you could stack up six or seven of them in a pillowcase and beat the shit out of somebody with it. Uh -huh. They're very versatile. Yeah. Very versatile. Very versatile sandwiches indeed. They are in England. They're called cheese toasties, not toadies, as my notes say. I wondered. I that wondered. would be really weird. The I Brits mean, are sometimes weird. They do have interesting names for things, but... Their nomenclature often is spot on. It's it's very absolute cheese toasties. That's exactly what it is. It's a cheese toastie. Yeah. I think other countries may call it that, too. And so, yes, as I said at the top of the show, the whole entire month devoted to the grilled cheese sandwich... As you mentioned, Awesome Shell shared in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash awesome today. You could already know about this if you weren't screwing around. That's right. Get yourself over there. Um, she shared this inspirational, aspirational idea for your grilled cheese. She said, do brie, bacon, and blackberry jam. I like that. Brie, bacon, blackberry jam. I wonder what would be, what kind of bread would you put that on? Maybe a rye. Ooh, that feels aggressive. Yeah. I was going to say sourdough. Well, sourdough would be good, but a rye would be a real like mm, punch mm. in the punch in the jaw to help you chew it. Yeah, I guess it sure would. Speaking of sourdough, uh, you may remember. I always remember. I have no idea what you're talking about. The 2014 John Favreau film Chef. Yes. He's the chef who gets himself fired Good from flick. having a meltdown on social media, yeah. opens, a, uh, opens a Cuban sandwich food truck, but there's a pivotal scene in the movie. He's talking to his son, making him a grilled cheese sandwich, iconic grilled cheese. Mm -hmm. One mm -hmm. of the most appetizing, tantalizing food scenes I've ever seen on a movie. And so here is how you do it if you would like to make your own John Favreau chef style. You need butter, two slices of sourdough bread, two types of cheddar, not just one, no, no. Two cheddars, a white cheddar and a yellow cheddar. It's filthy. A Gruyere cheese, which is kind of like a stinky Swiss, bold, powerful cheese, and mm -hmm. then some Parmesan. Mm -hmm. You begin with your butter directly like on a grill or on it. I would say you could do this easily in your cast iron skillet. Yes. You put the butter directly down. Then you get your slices of sourdough. Put them in there on top of that butter that is in there. Stack all of the slices of cheese on one of the slices of bread. 
only combining with that top slice of bread when it is beginning to brown yes. on the grill side down part. Flip that sandwich a couple of times while it's cooking until it's a perfect golden brown and you're ready to pull it off of the grill top and enjoy your trip to grilled cheese heaven. Nice. How do you like to have your grilled cheese cut? Or do you just eat it like an animal? Oh, just no. a big square of <laughs> gooshiness. When I was a kid, I think I did. Just like, you know, the, the white bread and the craft slices. I mm -hmm. didn't mind if it was just a whole uncut sandwich. However, for me, I want that diagonal cut. You like the triangles? Yes, I do. I've traditionally been a triangle man. And sometime back, just on a whim, I cut it into thirds. What? Like three, How? Three rectangles. It's hard. It's hard. It's harder than folding a piece of paper to put in an envelope. But I did it and it was quite nice. It was almost like the lady finger sandwiches or whatever. So you're saying like you cut it into thirds like long ways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not Yikes. like not like a pie. I was like, how did you cut it into thirds? Yeah, and yeah, also no. why? No, no. Rectangles. Okay. Rectangles. All right. Wow. That was Interesting. I, I guarantee this. If you have facial hair, yeah, it will thank you. Okay, that you, makes you sense. don't want melted Gruyere and sense. all that all up in your face hairs. You know, like side note, if we can sidebar for a minute, Your Honor, you have to accommodate a number of foods. It's true to work with the facial hair situation. It's true. Um, we just had ribs. Yeah, I was going to say ribs come to mind. Yeah. We eat those often, and that can be problematic for you sometimes. I tend to pull the meat off of the bone with yeah. a fork yeah. and eat like a civilized gentleman. Yes, like George Casanza with a Snickers bar. Indeed. Um, I had not thought about the grilled cheese situation, but I can see with the stringy goopiness that it could be problematic for yeah. the well-coiffed uh, beard. Or even just the poorly coiffed beard. <laughs> Any beard. You could be, you could have castaway Tom Hanks beard. Yes. It's, it's still a problem. It could be. So happy grilled cheese day. Happy grilled cheese month. I could really go for one right now. We don't have any bread. No bread and no nowhere cheese. near the cheeses that are necessary. No cheese. Yeah. And no blackberry jam. Unfortunately for us. Um, it's April 12th. If it's your birthday today, first of all, happy birthday. Happy birthday. You share it with a number of people. I pulled out some of the notable names that I recognize, but man, April 12th is packed with birthday goodness. So you share it with actor Andy Garcia. The first film that comes to mind for me that's Andy Garcia's Ocean's Eleven. I know he's been yeah. in like many other things, yeah, but that's what comes to mind for me. He's a bad guy there. Michael Jackson, no, not that one. Sadly, nope. not the single-gloved moonwalking right. wonder. Uh, this Michael Jackson was an NFL football player for the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, okay. I remember him. A couple of actresses you might know the names of. Shannon Doherty, of course, of 90210 fame. Yes. And Claire Danes. I remember her all the way back from her days in My So-Called Life, but... More modern uh, TV fans may know her from Homeland. Very challenging role. Yes. She its tail. Yeah, she's an incredibly talented actress. Uh, former U.S. Representative Tulsi Gabbard, and also the very recently deceased children's book author Beverly Cleary. Um, she wrote Stuart Little, I feel like. Also definitely wrote the Ramona Quimby series, a formative yes. children's literature book uh, series in my life. Even I recognize that name and I never learned to read. <laughs> there we go. 
You do remarkably well with these notes, though. I do. It's the, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. All right. Well. This is our awesome review. You might have missed these awesome news stories. You might have missed them. You might. You very probably did, because who else is going to bring it to you? That's right. This is hailed as the second most important discovery since the opening of Tutankhamun's tomb. That's right. That's this is very exciting. King Tut for people who <laughs> don't know the full name Tutankhamun. Yes. Um, an ancient lost city mm-hmm. has been found yes. near the famous Valley of the Kings. Yes. Famous Egyptologist, Egyptologist rather, and former antiquities minister, Dr. Zahi Hawass. Hawass. I was going to say Haw-ass, because that's what it looks like, and I'm a redneck. Um, He has said excavation began six months ago in September, about 300 miles south of Cairo, and before long, to the team's great surprise and, dare I say, delight, formations of mud bricks began to appear in all directions. For an archaeologist, this was... They were, they were taking turns, passing out, and they were drawing straws to see who would shit and who would go blind. Yeah. They, they just, it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's the largest ever lost city to be uncovered in Egypt. Yeah. And it dates all the way back to the reign of one of the most powerful pharaohs to rule during the kingdom's golden age, Amenhotep III, who ruled from 1391 to 1353 BC. For those who are confused, BC numbers go backwards. Yes. So it, he didn't start reigning before he was born or That's something, right. or die before he reigned. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That thing. Uh, and this alongside his son, the, the equally famous Akhenaten. I think I believe that's how I would say it. Yes. Well, Dr. Hoas. Hoas or Hoas, as I would say, described their city as being in, quote, a good condition of preservation with almost complete walls and with rooms filled with tools of daily life. Can you even imagine it? I'm, I'm thrilled. Honestly, I'm thrilled by this. I recall some time back seeing a snippet where they they unearthed skeletons in that region that showed proof of ancient brain surgery. Yes. And so I'm I'm desperately curious to see what other brilliance existed before our superior intellect came along. The more I learn about ancient Egyptian culture and what they had going on, the more dazzled I am yes. by the capacity of humanity for yes. uh, for for um, amazing things. Building I, big things. See, I can't even cool use things. the right vocabulary yeah. because I'm so overwhelmed. Yes, I understand completely. Okay. Uh, now, this city was constructed with zigzag walls, which is highly unusual in ancient Egypt. However, not so uncommon amongst the alien civilizations that we've found. <laughs> um, the workshops, the tools of craftsmen, like bricklayers, jewelers, uh, glazers, these have all been found along with areas for baking, storing food, and making a grilled cheese. I think so. Where do you think the Romans got it from? Indeed. Themselves? No. Now, this is a discovery and a story that should yield fascinating developments for years to come and something that could lend a positive jolt to the Egyptian tourist industry 
after years of political instability and, of course, the coronavirus. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Such an exciting discovery. Indeed. I would even call it awesome. I would bet within three years we have not one, but between three and five docu-series about this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I look forward to them. Me too. And I hope they get that really crazy bastard on Ancient Aliens yes. and they get him on there. If you've seen it, you know who I'm talking oh, about. He's very memeable. He's, he's a yeah. very excitable chap. Yes, it's true. Yes. Hey, we have our first fly of the season. Yeah, I've, I've been enjoying watching him buzzing make about. Me angry. Yeah. Hey, awesome friends, it's time to get out there and go dark because it's officially right now International Dark Sky Week. Does that mean we're all supposed to turn off our devices and well, theoretically. wrap our cars in chicken wire so it's a Faraday cage or what? Oh, man. You're getting ahead of yourself and lost. Remember they built a Faraday cage in there? I don't remember. Yeah. We're, we'll get there eventually. But this is also the officially the week of the new moon, mm-hmm. which means there's no better time to look up and seek out all of those sparkling constellations, planets, and meteors. And misbehave and blame it on the moon. Well, I mean, I guess, but new moon doesn't usually bring about the you can't wildness tell that a full moon does. When I am and not allowed to be wild. The last thing I said was meteors. We never told the people. We ab- never told the people about our own UAP. UAP, definitely. What is it? An unidentified aerial, aerial phenomenon. phenomenon. Do you want we to were them? sitting in the backyard. Yes. On our deck. On our deck. Not, not out in the grass. Not but. just out in the <laughs> grass like, oh, I think I sat in poo from the dogs. Yeah. Um, no, we were sitting in chairs on the back deck, as it were. Um, don't get excited. It's not like an elevated deck with a great view. It's just like some planks of wood over some old five-gallon buckets or something. I don't know. It's a real <laughs> shit show out there. But we're sitting out there. We were smoking a cigar of an evening, having some good conversation, and... Coming down at greater than a 45 degree angle from the sky, there was a super bright thing. It, it I would have thought meteor and not that far away right. from what it looked like. And then it burst into three yep. big pieces, continued down and then burst again. And then all the light disappeared. Yes. And so I have no idea what it does. In the aftermath of that, mm-hmm. like as we were out there for another, what, 45 minutes At or least, so, yeah. um, maybe I should just round it up and call it an hour. I don't yeah. know why we needed it. 42.7 minutes. Yes. Uh, whatever. There had to have been eight to 10 helicopters and planes and all kinds of shit going on. We, we found no record of anything uh-uh. in the news, so I'm convinced. Not a word on the news. It was paranormal. It had to have been. We saw it with our own very eyes. I shouldn't have said paranormal because well, that's one theory. It could also be extraterrestrial. Right. That's not the same. Oh, well, it also Paranormal's could be. Paranormal's like ghosts. Yeah. It also could be military CIAs. Yeah, well, I'm sure, I'm sure it's like, it was a weather balloon. That's the common that's the usual crap excuse. explanation. Anyway, if you see your own UAP, please tell us about it because we will believe every word you say. Yes. Um, Back to International Dark Sky Week, though. This was launched in 2003 by, fittingly enough, the International Dark Sky Association. Mm -hmm. They're an Arizona-based nonprofit that works to, quote, preserve and protect the nighttime environment and our heritage of dark skies through quality outdoor lighting. 
there's a way to handle all of this, and that's to equip multiple random families throughout the United States or wherever you may live with SAMs. Surface-to-air missiles. Okay. All right. Get that crap out the sky. Keep it Keep it clean. Yep. Um, as an aside. Yeah. When you're watching a television show and there is a clear sky on that program, yeah. know that most of that is B-roll footage from somebody else who's had to go to some remote corner of the world to shoot it because you can't hardly get oh. an extended shot of the sky without planes and choppers Shoot. and all kinds of chemtrails and all that good stuff going on. I never would have thought of that. You had hidden that away in your brain, right, of many factoids. Yeah, I was saving it for Jeopardy, but when my boy Alex passed away, I said, I will not go on that show. Okay. All right. Well, best known for giving hard-won dark sky designations to public lands and even urban areas around the globe, the... International Dark Sky Association, or the IDA for short, has created an interactive map so you can go and look and see where there is a dark sky site near you if you want to do that. Okay. Some of them include the Joshua Tree National Park near Los Angeles, Devil's River State National Natural Area near San Antonio, and Kissimmee Prairie Preserve State Park near Orlando. I gave you a smattering across the smattering. country. Smattering. You can get to one of them. I would recommend Orlando. I thought you were going to say San Antonio for sure. Uh, I like San Antonio, but I want to go to Florida. All right. And stay. Like now. <laughs> can we go now? Can we go and stay? We'll have to take both vehicles because I'm not leaving the Jeep behind, but we can't pick, pick the whole family in there. Fair point. <clears throat> so that... So get out there and go dark. Get your, get your dark sky on this week. What do you know about Goodwill? A lot. I've shopped there myself many times. Have you ever watched the movie? No. Goodwill Hunting? Oh, <laughs> All right. That's not what we're talking about, okay. though. Okay. Um, Andrea Lessing, an employee at Goodwill in Norman, Oklahoma, just down the road a piece. Just down the road. She was sorting donations. In the back of the store. She's an employee. You said that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She wasn't just a rando. No, no. Hey, fresh meat. I'm going to go through these. Right. Don't mind me. <laughs> and back there sorting through clothes. Uh, that's what I do regularly. But no, she was supposed to be there yeah. and sorting clothes. She found stacks, not a stack, stacks of $100 bills stuffed inside two old sweaters. She... Thought surely they had to be fake. That wouldn't have been my first thought. My first thought would have been drug money. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> you watch a lot of I, yeah. I watch TV. a lot of Goodwill shows on TV. <laughs> um, Goodwill Hunting is one of them. Forty-two thousand. Forty-two thousand dollars. That's a lot of one hundred dollar yeah. bills well, to be stuffed inside of two old sweaters. To be precise, it's four hundred and twenty of them. Mm -hmm. If you want to, the maths are there to be done. Um, and when you stick to round numbers like that, sometimes I can do them. Yes, okay. Now, Andrea. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Says that the first thing she thought of was her six-year-old daughter and that her birthday was coming up in July. And she was like, now I can give her an amazing birthday party. And I'm thinking... (laughs) Yeah, no shit. What kind of... <laughs> hey, kid, you're going to peak at six. So, hope you enjoy the turnover here. Better remember every minute of it. $42,000 party. What the hell, man? Yeah. You're plainly an Oklahoman. <laughs> now, she believes in karma. Or so she says. So, she couldn't allow herself to just keep the money. Me? I believe in karma, and I believe that would have been my good karma. <laughs> That's right. Here's your karma. Good karma yep. coming back to you after all those years. That's right. You put up with a lot of crap, sir. Here's your $420, $100 bill. Um, she reported the lost cash, uh, and the shop in, in Norman, Oklahoma, was able to track down the owner thanks to some other documentation that she failed to destroy that was in there with it. Yeah. It was bundled in there with the money, so the owners who'd forgotten about the money what kind of a-hole forgets about $42,000? To me, this is the biggest point of this story. Yeah. They had forgotten. They had $42,000 in cash right. that they had hidden, apparently, for whatever reason, shoved inside these sweaters. And I, then they're like, those sweaters are I don't want to know who this is. I'm going to go to every garage sale they ever hold. <laughs> they, they said they forgot. They get the money back. They give her a thousand dollars, which of course she received well and yes. was moved and all of that. But I mean, that's not even that's not even a tithe. That's not even ten percent. <laughs> they really, for money they didn't even know they had. They they should have right. given her at least four thousand two hundred. I agree with you. They forgot they had it. They couldn't yeah. give Andrea more than a thousand. That's what I'm saying. Well, uh. it's not just. The largest amount of money. Because Goodwill's always finding money. Oh, and yeah. a whole lot of other really creepy shit, too. I'm sure that's um, right. It's not only the largest found in Oklahoma Goodwill history, but it ranks among the top finds internationally oh, as well. okay. Um, now, Andrea did use the money. She blew it all on a birthday party. I'm sure it was amazing. Again, happy birthday, kid. You just peaked. The rest of your life's going to suck from here on out. Um, Mom, how come my birthday party this year isn't so good? Shut up. <laughs> Pass me the crack pipe. No. What? How dare you? Why did you, you have to take it so weird? Andrea does not use crack no. anymore. Okay. This is this next news story is something you may have seen because I did not realize, but boy, howdy. LeVar Burton, he is going hard He's reading Rainbow? Yeah. Okay, okay. For the role of hosting Jeopardy. What? Yeah, he is campaigning like never before. He's out there. So when I first came across this story, I was like, oh, this will be good. But then ever since I put it in the notes, now it's popping up everywhere. So now you're probably like, I already know this awesome story. So here's what he told Entertainment Weekly. 
I've thought and thought and thought. I've asked friends and family to help me identify someone out there who's more qualified for the job than I am. I don't believe there is anyone out there who is better suited for this job than me, and I will go to my grave believing that. I admire the confidence. I do. The I do. audacity. The what's that word we use sometimes? That phrase. Can't remember. When you're just like, you just cannot be deterred from believing in something. Well, that's good. I wish we could edit because I would mm. edit that shit right out. Belligerent. Um, I don't know. Um, he did say that his whole career has basically been an advertisement. Like this is, has been his long con, you could say. Okay. Con, okay. Uh, for being the host of Jeopardy. I hate kids. I just read the book so I could get the Jeopardy gig. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. So last Monday, he shared a months old petition. I guess he'd been gathering this for a while, urging Jeopardy's producers to name him this show's new host. So far, the petition has garnered the support of more than 200,000 fans. The fact that 200,000 people still watch Jeopardy after all these years is pretty remarkable, right? It is. Um, he listed off a whole litany of reasons why it makes sense for him to be the new host. First of all, he's a lifelong Jeopardy fan. Does he have a degree in Jeopardy like you do? I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, he can recall that he started watching the show as a fourth or fifth grader back when Art Fleming was the host. Continued viewing it almost every night of his life. I don't. I don't believe that. You don't know. I don't believe that. You don't have to believe it. Look, Lavar and I used to run in the same circle. Oh, is that right? And plenty of our obligations required being gone during the airing time of Jeopardy. And I don't. He's anti VCR, anti DVR. He wasn't recording it and watching it later. This is just what I know. All right. All right. All right. Well. Uh, not only that, he did compete on Celebrity Jeopardy in 1995. He said it was a dream come true. He won by a considerable margin. And he'd like everyone to know that having the correct answer for Final Jeopardy, he could cross it off of his bucket list after that. That's good, because I, I don't know that he was going to get another shot. It's kind of a, it's a well, one-chance fancy. Especially, kind of I think, case. in the celebrity tournaments. They don't let you go on and on and on like Ken Jennings did. Right, right. So he obviously has a love for the franchise. It goes deeper than that. He has been a passionate advocate for learning and literacy. It pays the bills. And for uh, more than two decades, he hosted Reading Rainbow on PBS. Well, he's he's got to be like, what, 70 years old now? I don't think that old. 80? No! You kept going higher! I was counting in BC. Okay. Um, he also, so he's obviously comfortable being on camera. He hosts his own podcast called LeVar Burton Reads. He shares his favorite short, short fiction, so obviously he has a pleasing presence for media. Mm hmm. Okay. All of this. Plus the fact that his mother was an English teacher, she inspired some deep-seated beliefs about the importance of learning and literacy. I mean, the man was created in a laboratory to host this job. Mm -mm. No, he wasn't. Mm -mm. He has a mother. He was not created in a laboratory. Well, that too. Um, but even still, he has not yet heard from show producers. Yeah, he'd be he'd be fine. He'd be fine. He's not going to take the show to the next level. Okay, who is? You want to make it big time? You need one of two types. Okay. You need either an authentic pirate, not like a modern day bullshitter that doesn't know how to steer the boat they took over. Uh-huh. An old school pirate. Yeah. Or you need a 
hillbilly slash redneck in there. Okay, all that's right. just foul mouthed and offensive and yeah. constantly stirring up trouble with whatever phrase they used. I thought you were going to go the direction of Will Ferrell playing Alex Trebek. Wait, no, he no, didn't no. play Alex Trebek. He, he played uh, played Sean Connery. I can't remember that guy's name. Okay, I messed that he up. He was an SNL regular, but he wasn't a big name. Could we please edit this episode? No. I'm a mess. Edit yourself, producer. Nah. Take that. Okay. Um, this isn't awesome, but it is awesome. Right. Okay? Yes. It's, it's not awesome when people die. Right. Um, but it is awesome and remarkable to celebrate the life of someone like, of course you know I'm going to say, Prince Philip. Yes. 99 years of life, and they were full years. Yes, a lot of life lived in 99 years. Yeah. He is, of course, the late husband of the United Kingdom's Queen Elizabeth II. He will be laid to rest this next Saturday. This coming Saturday, okay. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Philip was officially the Duke of Edinburgh. He died peacefully at Windsor Castle on Friday morning, mm-hmm. yes. age of 99 again, he was the nation's longest serving consort, which is the term given to the male prostitute of no, the queen. No, that's not how it goes. Um, are you sure? I'm positive the about that. The spouse of the reigning monarch? Yes, that's okay. the correct terminology okay. and definition. Eight, six and a half, uh-huh. six and one half dozen other, that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Baker's dozen, if you're lucky, right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd been married for 73 years, and that's pretty freaking years. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Philip's long-standing funeral plans had been adapted to respect certain COVID-19 restrictions. Right. It wasn't a mystery this was coming. Right. Um, so with all the usual elements that involve contact with the public gone... Mm-hmm. Uh, current COVID rules in England limit the number of people who can attend the funeral to 30. And I'm going to be surprised if people honor that. Well, in terms of like the funeral itself, but I would imagine there will be a lot of public gatherings. Outrage. No. I mean, gathering. Like, you know, gathering in the street as the... In an outrage. (laughs) You just want there to be outrage. (laughs) Why not, right? You want outrage at your funeral? I think, yes, absolutely I do. Mayhem and carnage, all the things. Booze. Booze, yeah, cigars, <laughs> half-naked people what? running around, just, yeah, misbehaving. Father is not going to like that. Uh, he's not going to officiate it. <laughs> really? Yeah, we're holding it at the pub. Okay. Um, now, apparently... Anybody who's familiar probably knows this. Prince Philip loved to drive himself without a chauffeur. Mm-hmm. And so, as a, as a nod towards that uniqueness of him, his coffin will be carried by a Land Rover from Windsor Castle to St. George's Chapel for the ceremony. Mm-hmm. The procession will begin at 2.45 p.m. or 9.45 a.m. Eastern Time mm-hmm. uh, here in the U.S. It will be led from Windsor Castle by a band of grenadier guards, along with several heads of military units. Mm -hmm. A Royal Navy piping party will pipe the still. That sounds delightful. Yes. I would like to hear that. Piping party. And the song, the still. It's it's about booze, right? Probably so. This while the Land Rover is stationed at the foot of the West Steps. 
There will be a gun salute, national minutes of silence, uh, a national a national minute of silence. Is that the correct yeah, word? Or like, some minutes, some number I, of minutes? I think it's <clears throat> one minute of silence. Okay. Nationally, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. London time. London time. Mm-hmm. That's at the head of the ceremony. Yes. Um, the bells of London's Westminster Abbey, where Prince Philip married Queen Elizabeth more than 70 years ago, rang 99 times one for each of his years on Friday evening in his honor, while the British flag, known as the Union Jack, is flying at half-staff on a government buildings. Yes. I hope it's a blowout. Of funeral goodness? Funeral goodness. Celebration of his life, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a huge, that's a huge era. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was your awesome weekend review, you guys. All except for the world. You know what Watch, it's time for. Read, listen, life, style. Yep. Would you care to know what I've been watching? Oh, tell the people, you terrible human. Why am I terrible? Because you're a flag-waving member of... What? QAnon? QAnon. I'm not a member of QAnon, but I uh, am. You got the tattoo. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. QAnon but... forever. No regrets. <laughs> yeah. I saw it. It's like a tramp stamp. Yeah. I have been watching the QAnon documentary that just uh, wrapped up on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. It's called Q Into the Storm. I mean, as far as documentaries go, it's okay. I do find the subject matter fascinating. I'm realizing the further I get into it, that the documentary is more obsessed with discovering and trying to suss out who Q was or is than it is about like the global, not global, but the the nationwide movement. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's going to continue on that path. But anyway, it's been interesting and and I've been watching it. We're still watching Lost. We're about to wrap up season two of Lost. Getting there. If I could stay awake. Except it's not me, it's you. Yeah, exactly. Actually, one night I couldn't stay awake. That's true. The other two, it was you. So yeah, that's how we. That's how our marriage works. Yep. Two thirds of the work, one third of the time, something. Something I don't about know. that. There's thirds involved though. And you cut your grilled cheese sandwich into thirds. So two people become one. There are three. <laughs> because two plus one is three, right? Yeah. Everyone knows this. Yeah. Math works out. Um, you need to go to TikTok. I I have to do. Thank you. You need to go to TikTok. And you need to look up, I believe the user is, at Tony, I would say, Hoosman. Hoosman, yeah. L-P, it's T-O-N-Y-H-U-I-S-M-A-N-L-P. Yes. Now, Tony is has put together a, a string of videos. He was out gardening yeah. in his yard, and he discovered a... Just inches under the soil, a secret hatch. Yeah, lost style. Lost style, but only better. You need to go watch this. It is phenomenal. It goes dark. It goes real dark. The best stories do. So did the hatch on Lost. It's true. All right. Are you reading anything? I am. I'm chipping away at The Hobbit. You know, once you get used to Tolkien's writing style, which is loquacious, loquacious... Mm-hmm. That's a word. 
It is a word. Is it the right word? I think it means uses too many words. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, the story is actually, you know, a pretty good little story. Yeah. It's yeah. taking me a lot of time because there are just so very many words. But I'm working through it, and my reading buddy, Awesome Sarah, we're working at it. Is she giving you the cliff notes while you pretend that you've read it? No. Okay. Uh, but she did. I'll tell you what she did do is she sent me an, a link to an ASMR room. Yes, yes. That is a Rivendell uh, ASMR room. And I've been listening to that as I read. It honestly makes the reading experience more enjoyable. I'm surprised it doesn't make you fall out. No. Sleep because it's engaged. very peaceful. It is very peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about listening? You have okay. a listen, yes? I have a listen, besides that ASMR room. I discovered on Spotify a podcast that started in February, I think. It's Joe called... Rogan? Mm-hmm. Yep, just started in February. Good luck, Joe yeah. Rogan. Uh, best of wishes to you. Hope you make it. <laughs> no, this is from Pineapple Street Media. We've listened to a number of their podcasts. They're a fantastic mm-hmm. podcast production company. They actually did it in cooperation with Gimlet. I don't understand how they're co-producing this podcast regardless. It's on Spotify only, which is kind of a pain. That's how Wind of Change was. Remember that? I believe I remember that. Um, I don't, I love Spotify. We listen to it many hours out of the day for music. I do not love it as a podcast player, but here we are. The name of this podcast is called Welcome to Your Fantasy. I did not think I was going to be that engaged with it. Softcore porn? Basically, it's about Chippendale's the oh, male stripper. I was just kidding. Uh, it's about uh, the beginning, the origin story of Chippendales. The male stripper um, began as a nightclub, became national tours, all this stuff. It, listen. No, you listen. It, it started in the 70s, goes into the 80s. You can imagine. There's sex, there's drugs, there's... Cocaine? Definitely cocaine. There's um, prostitution. There's ludes? murder. There's suicide. Ludes are a drug that was restricted to that era. Yeah, disco dancing. Like there yeah. is a little bit of everything. And at first, I was like, I mean, I don't know. I vaguely remember Chippendales being a thing. Um, of course. Of course, you had all the posters. No, I was certainly not allowed to have any Chippendales merchandise. But I did shop at Spencer's you, Gifts. You did glue a. A, a letter-sized page of Patrick Swayze as a chip and tail dancer inside your trapper keeper. Yeah, I did do that. Yeah, you did. Uh, because notably, my most intimate experience with Chippendales is that Patrick Swayze, Chris Farley Saturday Night Live skit, That's which never stops now. being funny. Yeah. Anyway, this podcast is fascinating. Not only the things I mentioned, but also talks about race, gender dynamics, politics, capitalism business partnerships. There's a little bit of everything going on. And the host and the production team do a really great job of weaving all of these elements of story together to where it's one of those that you just want to keep listening to it at the end of every episode. That's how a story should be. So again, it's called Welcome to Your Fantasy. It's on Spotify only. If you listen, please tell me so we can chat about it. Perfect. Well, moving on to lifestyle. The last time we shared lifestyle... I believe I had discussed that Lola was dead. You said probably dying. I think I said dead. I don't know. I'm not going to go fact check myself. Okay. Um, she had the death wall. Yes. Got it into the shop. 
she's alive. It was a it was a simple fix. Simple fix. They got it done. It was it was just of, of some of the new stuff installed. One part had come bad from the factory. Yep. They got it fixed. She's back. I gave her a bath today, and I did a tire treatment. Yeah, you did. Which, if you're going to wash and or detail a vehicle, you didn't do it unless you did a tire treatment. I never do tire treatments. Let me tell you a secret. Okay. When you have 37-inch tires, that's not a task that you just breeze through. You were out there. And I have five tires, by the way. That's right, because you've got that big... uh, bumper on the back the big spare on the back spare that's what it's yeah. called there's uh, a bumper as well because it's required by law that you have one you were out there for hours yeah yep. lovingly attending to lola yep just i felt like if you'd have given me wipes i would have been changing a giant diaper or something mm-hmm. it was and very gingerly cleaning all of the regions i mean it doesn't smell like shit though um well no. Baby shit doesn't stink until they start eating real food, right? That's true. At least in my experience. And t- trust me, anytime a baby's taking a dump, I go smell it. Because I want to know. Is this just a one-off deal or a five-off in the case of our five kids? Or is this universal? Yeah. It's, uh, I've tried to rig a deal where I can get paid for that. I'm still working on it. I'm actually working in collaboration with LeVar Burton to try to get that going. <laughs> I've been, I was born for this, all those things. Yeah, I've been painting for it. Sniffing diapers since I was a kid. <laughs> Run home from school, sniff a diaper. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, is that all you wanted to say about that? It's probably where I should stop. Okay. All right, I am on the uh, on the track to try to find a, a lovely summer scent, both for myself, but also. I'm always thinking about content for podcasts, mm-hmm. and we'll do our summer recommendations list coming up shortly. I mean, we're already mid-April here, basically, mm-hmm. April 12th. So I did order a couple of scents from my favorite, quickly becoming my favorite, indie perfume house, Posey Perfumes. LeVar Burton's Posey Perfumes. <laughs> no. It's funny because I feel like the awesomes that I know, we have a little subgroup, a spinoff group called Smelling Awesome. And I feel like everyone kind of gravitates towards certain perfume houses. Like they're, the, these perfume houses just really speak to them. They really jive with the aesthetic, the uh, approach to scents. Posey just really happens to be the house that I love so much. So anyway, I put in a little order. It'll take a little while for them to get here. But you know I will bring back scent of the day once those arrive. If it doesn't have vanilla in it, I question the summeriness of it. Really? Vanilla speaks to you of summer? It does to me. For a woman. For a man. And this is a, this is a free bonus recommendation, not in the notes. Okay. If you're hunting for a scent for a man for the summer, I don't think you can go wrong with bay rum. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Now, if you get fancy and you go bay rum with lime or yep. something else like that, it's great, but that lime isn't going to last long. Yeah. You're going to be yeah. left with just the Bay Rum anyway. Mm-hmm. So do what you will with that. That's right. Um, perhaps the buried lead, the winner of the entire show. Yes. If you're still listening, good for you because you yeah. found the buried treasure. This is the buried treasure. It's a thing called uh, the Tac Life T8. Now we got the Pro, Tac Life T8 Pro, um, and there's multiple models. I'm, I'm familiar with the T8. There are others as well. 
This is a portable power pack. And before you're like, oh, so what? No, listen. You don't even know. You don't even know. Have you, Meg, ever had your your battery die in your vehicle and needed a jump start? You know that I have. More than yeah, a few times. More than a few times. We've had a few lemons in the past. Yeah. Well, plus vehicles. our Toyotas, we would drive until they were like literally 200,000 miles on them. And yeah. They, and let's be honest, I don't do a whole hell of a lot for maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's yeah. It's raining. Pull the car out. <laughs> anyway, yes, I've, I've been in need of a, yeah. a jump start on my car multiple times in my life. I'll give you two examples of things that suck about that. One, two examples in my life where I experienced it that sucked. Um, this was in San Marcos. So it's been some years back. I had pulled into the second pack, mm -hmm. which was a convenience store, and my vehicle died, and I needed a jump start. I even had cables because my vehicle was a piece of crap, and I knew I was going to need a jump start. Uh -huh. And trying to find somebody that, and I would assume would be even more difficult for you, feeling perhaps a bit more vulnerable. A dude came out of the store, and I he was parked right next to me. I was like, hey, I. I I need a jump start of a cables, all that. Could you help me out? And I was like, oh, I don't do that. He literally said, I don't do that. And I I think I said several curses at him after that. Yeah. Um, that sucked. And then in our current home, um, we have, it's an old home. It's almost 100 years old. The drive, <clears throat> excuse me, driveway is super narrow. And but we have a snoring dog. Come on now. Stop that. It's super narrow, but at least it's filled with cracks. Yes, and crack cocaine vials uh, as well, because Meg has a sidekick. Maybe. No, it's also, there, you, there's no way to get, even driving in the grass, there's like no way to get around right. the one in front. And so if you're the car in front and your battery goes dead, or the car behind, yeah. that means Meg gets to sit in the car while Kyle tries to push a car. Yeah. And that... That's a terrible thing. I even like wrenched my back last time and made yeah. me feel really young and virile. So these things suck, right? Yes. Plus, then you've got the cables. Yeah. And if you don't get at least 20 feet of cable, you never have enough cables. Never. Like. And they, they're filthy and they're yucky and you gotta, yeah, they're a pain in the ass. Yep. Just in general. Well, this thing, this thing, the tack life, it is phenomenal. It is a portable power pack. You can jump start your car with it up to 30 times yeah. on a single charge. And not just like your uh, your little compact. No, it can jump start Any, a suburban. Yeah, a suburban anything. Yeah. yeah. It's it's very highly a boat. all the amps, all the things a yeah. boat. I think it said boat Probably. in the description. Probably. I would guess you could jump start just shy of a semi, though I'm sure they make a model that works for that mm -hmm. as well. Um Beyond that, beyond that, it's a it's a portable power bank for anything, the, any USB device. Yep. So you can you could either plug in and use it uh, as though it were a wall outlet, and you're you've got your laptop there or whatever. Right. Or you can just use it to recharge your stuff, your your laptop, your tablet, yes. your phone. I think it will recharge uh, uh, on a single charge of it. I think it will recharge like an iPhone, like seven times or something. Yes. From completely dead to full charge. Right. It's got an LED flashlight built in, built in emergency light features. And you're thinking, yeah, but how big is it? And that's part of the beauty of it. This is where the magic happens. It is, it's three and a half pounds. 
It's nine inches by seven inches by four, roughly. Mm -hmm. Comes with a, a little case that's just a little bit smaller than the old grade school lunchboxes right. we used to have, right? Yes. And it's it's a nice case. Inside the case, you've got the unit. You've got the, the attachment. Your your jumper cables are literally like maybe a foot long yeah. at most. Yeah. At most. So it's just because you just carry it over right there wherever your car is. Bam, mm -hmm. you, you start it. Um, it's got... All the adapters. Yeah. All the adapters. You could recharge it in your home. Once your vehicle's started, you can recharge it if you needed to in the cigarette lighter, though you've got another 29 jump starts after that one, right? Right. Um, all, all of your auxiliary wires to do whatever you're going to do. There's even one that would go from USB to your current iPhone, all that stuff. It's remarkable. And it was, I think we paid 70 We got... So we got the Pro, there was a quick sale and we, we grabbed it for 20 bucks cheaper or something than normal. And even that, I think we had another 20 off because we're Prime members. But even if you had no discounts and you were paying 110 or 120 for this, my gosh, what a, what a fantastic device. It'll hold a charge for about a year. Wow. Right. That's insane. Right. Out in your vehicle. Right. And so, you know, whether it's part of your just road safety kit or you only want to, I only want to take it on road trips or, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I travel a lot, like planes and stuff, and my phone goes dead repeatedly or my tablet or my laptop. I just think this is a brilliant, brilliant thing. Absolutely. I am tickled. We bought one for each of us, and I promise you, as soon as we get a car for Daisy, she's going to have one, too. Absolutely. It's it's so great. It, I'm, I'm so thankful you found it. Yeah. I, that actually came from watching the YouTubes, watching a guy, uh, one of my Jeep YouTube video guys that I enjoy watching. All that YouTube video watching finally paid off. Well, it paid off as well for the, the tire treatment I used That's today. True. Part of the reason I was willing to go spend all the time I did doing that mess on these giant tires is that this particular tire treatment is supposed to last a very long time. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I definitely don't want to have to do that every time I wash the vehicle. That was, like I said, that's a couple hours going out of my life. Mm. My, my time's worth more money than that. Yep. And more enjoyment than that. And stuff. I've been holding a wand most of this recording. It's the Elder Wand, let's be honest. Elder Wand. So I'll cast a spell. Okay. And we'll wrap it up. Okay. Well, <laughs> I guess I'm done talking. Peace out. <laughs> oh, wait, on Mondays I'm supposed to say it, right? Is this like you're, you might drop a wand drop on me? Yes, this is a wand drop. Okay. All right. Yep. It's your turn. So. Have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye. Bye-bye. For the record, LeVar Burton is not in his 70s or 80s. He turned 64 this year. Also, he was born in Germany, which makes me wonder if he is good at math. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.